Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox. Hello, everybody. This is Michael Jans, co-founder of Agency Revolution, and today, delighted to be your podcast host for the Connected Insurance Podcast presented by Agency Revolution, creators of the most powerful marketing and communication software built specifically to meet the needs of insurance agencies and brokerages. If you believe that the relationship you have with your clients is the heart of your business, and you do, right? then you need to see how Agency Revolution can make those relationships stronger, deeper, longer. If you haven't done this lately, do yourself a favor. Visit agencyrevolution.com to receive a free demo of their award-winning software today. And I am thrilled to introduce you to this conversation with my guest, Eric Matisic. Eric is the CEO of High Wing, which you'll find online at highwing.io. This is an insure tech that promises to radically transform the middle market insurance process to deliver delight for the consumer. It's about time they had that um, and a clear competitive advantage for the agency. So you'll find out uh, precisely how he does that and how this technology is transforming the insurance experience, again, for consumers and for producers. Um, And I'll put this in the context of... um, The purpose of all of these conversations is based on the premise that this is a fast-changing industry and that the successful savvy agent uh, will know what those changes are and know how to navigate them into the future. My job, and you're welcome to hold me to this, is to detect, dissect, and discern the important trends that are shaping and reshaping this industry and deliver practical insights, strategies, and tools to support your success now and in the years to come. Now, in order for me to do that, as always, I want to be able to hear from you. So please connect with me on LinkedIn if you're not already. Uh, And of course, follow Agency Revolution. If I have and we have delivered value to you, it would mean a lot to me if we got a, if you, if you could take a moment to um, share a five-star review If I haven't earned a five-star review, then again, reach out to me and tell me what I can do. Um, And well, other than that, um, as I've mentioned before, we are very, very close to approaching 250,000 downloads of this podcast. And uh, I'd also like to share with you a piece of content, um, which is uh, to some extent, Um, Well, I learn a lot. I hope you do too. I've had uh, over 200 hours of conversations that are recorded uh, in this podcast series, interviewing the top thought leaders, leaders, CEOs, insurtechs, journalists, analysts, researchers, very, very successful agents. And frankly, um, it's not that I was new to this industry, but that for me has been Um, a world-class education, and I do want to pass that on to you. Um, I learn things, and I like to pass and um, synthesize and package uh, some of those things for my clients and to the industry as a whole. 
uh, would like to give you a gift. If you um, can remember this, when you get online, I've cr uh, created a what's known as a vanity URL. So you, this is easy to remember. Visit 7secretscheatsheet.com, and I'll share with you some of the insights I have on what very successful agencies are doing to grow uh, much, much faster than the paltry industry average that we're seeing in the industry these days. So uh, you can grab that cheat sheet and guidebook at sevensecretscheatsheet.com. And now it is a pleasure for me to invite you to participate in this conversation with Eric Matisic, the CEO of Highwing. Hello, Eric Matisic. How are you? So good to see you. I really appreciate you having on the show today, Michael. Uh, good to be here. So we're going to explore... Um, you've got an interesting point of view on the on the industry and where it's going. So we're going to explore that. We're going to explore uh, the solution that you bring to the industry. But first, for those who don't know you, who are you, Eric Matisic, and what do you do? <laughs> I am Eric Matisic, and I am the acting CEO of Highwing. And Highwing is the first open data platform in the world of commercial insurance, and we really exist. Uh, to be able to combine and connect systems, data, and markets to speed up insurance transactions and let co connectivity, data, and innovation solve broker and carrier problems. Uh, okay, it doesn't sound like that's the first time you've said that. Uh, and we'll, we'll unpack it a little bit in a few minutes. Um, let me ask you a couple of questions. Um, this isn't something you dreamed up yesterday. Y you've been at this for a little bit, yes? We have. Uh, our story is unique in the world of InsureTech. Uh, we're born out of middle market brokerage. So our business was incubated inside of IMA Financial Group, uh, one of the top 20 uh, middle market insurance firms in the US. And we really started with solving broker problems. And uh, we started on this journey, you know, personally, I've been at it for a little over four years, um, but the journey started well before me. You know, how do you leverage data, uh, workflows, and most importantly, technology and innovation to really change the way brokers work? Sounds Got really it. simple, but when you get into it, uh, as we all know, it's one heck of a <laughs> Yeah, everything sounds simple until you start building technology to solve the problem. So, um, uh, so company's been around for a little bit, and you've got some funding behind you, and you're in the marketplace, right? So uh, we're beyond this being a groovy idea. This is actually getting traction in the marketplace. It is. Uh, we work with uh, three of the top five uh, insurance markets uh, in the world, and we've got a portfolio of leading middle market brokerage firms that are using our technology today. Got it. All right. And um, this isn't your first rodeo as a startup uh, founder, co-founder, CEO. It's is that not right? A, no, I, I've, I've <clears throat> uh, one of those classic stories, you know, from uh you know, lemonade stands to trying to sell my way through college to, you know, all the way <laughs> up to my mid forties, um, never giving up on the relentless pursuit of trying to build things from scratch. And so this mm -hmm. is the fifth business that I've been involved in, uh, from inception, uh, either <clears throat> always as a founder or working for founders. So my entire perspective of building companies is from the cockpit, uh, which is really, uh, leading strategy, uh, products, capital, building teams and talent. And most of all, you know, solving big market opportunities. And so that's where I live. And you know, it's, this is a, uh, a new experience, but, uh, you know, some patterns that I've had in my career have been really helped me navigate insurance. 
Okay, so um, I often find it interesting to talk to people who are now deeply involved in the insurance industry, um, but um, ha have come into it from outside and have a perspective on it. So uh, I'm curious about that. Um, and so we can go a couple of directions on it. First of all, what brought you into the insurance industry? I was really excited uh, about the technical challenges of really trying to solve a problem that sounds so simple. And a lot of times in technology, the simplest problems uh, can sometimes be the biggest problems to solve. And I got really attracted to the, to, the, to the industry when I realized that in the middle and complex markets, so, you know, those that are, you know, binding or placing, you know, $25,000 or more in client premium per year. Uh, when I got uh, up to speed on it, uh, it was an observation I made that 100% of those transactions were happening over email and specifically Outlook. And so I was like, wow, you have billions of, of dollars of transactions in premium being trafficked over Outlook. Uh, there's got to be a better way. It's 2017 and the world is changing and uh, bank banking has figured it out. Healthcare has figured it out. How can we really bring value and joy uh, to those who are really assembling applications, doing the business of insurance, being professionals in the world of insurance, and how do we make the experience for clients that much easier and that much more fun? And most importantly, how do we allow carriers to be faster, make more money? And so that dynamic is something that got me really excited. And uh, it's been awesome to build a team uh, around trying to solve that. Okay. So in a bit, I, I want to dive into it and unpack the solution a little bit. But before we do that, um, so you've been in the industry for, help me out here, it's been four years, right? Roughly between four and five years. Yeah, I think we really started the idea, you know, kind of in that, in that uh, you know, 2015, 16 timeframe, started full time, you know, really building the business in 2017. Okay. Um, we were fortunate enough. And anyway, so we incubated that inside of a brokerage firm. So huge, awesome access to understanding specifically some of the, you know, challenges and opportunities that brokerage face on a daily basis and doing their job. And then we were blessed and fortunate enough to uh, be able to spin that business out as a standalone company. Uh, today, we're backed by Broker Tech Ventures, which is a great leading partnership of awesome middle market firms, fiercely independent. Uh, a great firms like Baldwin Risk Partners is also a lead, lead partner in our work. Uh, and then, of course, IMA Financial uh, is, is, a, is a very strong partner as well. And so um, behind that, we've got some really great institutional investors as well. Um, kind of balancing strategy uh, and uh, strategic in input with capital. And overall, we're you know, having a great time building the company. So uh, when your helicopter began to descend into this industry and you got a sense of it, uh, having come from um, different industries, uh, I'm, I'm curious what some of your observations were, uh, both, you know, yeah, both, you, be, be totally honest and tell us the truth. That's what we do on the show, both the good and the bad. What, what did you see as, as, you know, some of the stubborn problems and what did you see in terms of where do you think this industry is going? It's always exciting uh, when, you, when you have patterns that reemerge in your life or your career. And my, my previous business to Highwing was a, was a, a travel company. Um, that we were really reinventing the way that travel agents existed online. So we had carved out the top of the travel agency market. We had carved out a white glove, you know, high touch technology service and really had identified that there is a, 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 a segment of the market that's always going to use agency because of the complexity, because of the time, because of the nature of expertise. And so when I got familiar with uh, insurance, I realized in the middle and complex risk arena, it was almost exactly the same. 
the, the most important thing in, in, in the, in the uh, middle market insurance space is that uh, incredible insurance leaders and professionals who have deep expertise in product are able to build the best solutions for their clients. Um, the associates and account managers that are actually working the accounts and building out the, the uh, you know, the, the uh, uh, building coverage or, you know, effectively kind of building out the overall solutions for clients. It's taking a lot more time, energy and like repetition than necessary. And ultimately, the combination of expertise and saving time with a digital experience is really going to move the industry forward. And so my observations were going back to that email, that email observation. If we're using email as a transit platform, expertise in the in the space is heavily critical for the success of the business. And we all want to, you know, spend more time doing high value tasks versus low value tasks. I looked inside that triangle and said, you know, this is a lot like travel agency. Agents in this arena aren't going anywhere. They just want to work better and faster and serve their clients in a more meaningful way. And that's what got me hooked. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, what's your short uh, version of why email is a bad uh, medium in which to do this business? I think bad is an interesting word because email has worked for, you know, 25 years. So if it was bad, you know, the industry wouldn't be as successful and big and profitable as it's been. So, you know, I think I think I look at email more as a function of like, uh, what are the challenges with email? Like the industry works. Uh, uh, we can always default to email. Uh, but the short answer is when you want to really understand uh, analytics, when you and really get into the information between uh, the transactions and communications with your partners, um, when you want to really understand how you're uh, packaging and transmitting data, so when you think about submissions today, predominantly, uh, there are a lot of attachments to an Outlook email that are either in a PDF or an Excel file or a Word doc that goes to an underwriter's desktop, and then they get ingested and then they get analyzed and you know ultimately someone gives an indication of interest and then maybe it gets quoted. But all that is a very big unpacking laborious process. Um, and so you know, email provides the ability to connect two points. It doesn't allow the ability to communicate asynchronously uh, provide deep analytics, be able to repeat the transaction, be able to understand, you know, the security elements around the overall transaction to markets. Like it's just a, it's, it's a fine tool that's worked for 25 years. There's just an infinitely better way to be able to transact faster uh, and, and with more, uh, you know, value and intelligence um, using things that are not email. Okay. So uh, clearly um, you can increase the speed of transaction, right? Uh, and probably to some extent security as well. Yeah. Um, but, but you've also mentioned the term analytics. How does that um, fit into that to your platform? So when you think about the transactions today, uh, and again, in the middle market and, and uh, complex risk arena, uh, a lot of the partners in the space are flying blind to the real value that's being created with their key partners on a day-to-day basis. When you think about the, the biggest currency uh, in insurance is speed, uh, how fast I'm able to get the account, uh, effectively understand the risk and be able to respond with an indication or, you know, a rate that I can convey back to my client. Like that, that, that round trip time is really critical. Um, there's no mechanism to compare underwriter to underwriter. There's no mechanism to compare, you know, what's the speed of the overall transaction timetable from the time I you know, you sent interest of, hey, I would love to write this to the time it got bound. Um, and when you, and if you had those, that, you know, even that simple type of information, the ability for brokers to start to direct markets in terms of saying, you know, uh, Michael's my really good friend. 
Uh, he's, he, he always is the fastest in the market. And when I look at my top five underwriters, he's always in the top two. I always want to give Michael a shot because he's going to get back to me the quickest. And today, uh, those relationships and that velocity and that quality, it's not transparent. And so that's the analytics at the simplest level. Um, but you know, there's so many things yet to be discovered when you start to capture that data that we're really excited to delve into as a company. Okay, got it. All right. So again, um, as your helicopter was landing into this industry, and of course now you've been deeply embedded in it, um, what's your sense of uh, how it will be different in the near to midterm future? So I look out in five and 10 year increments. And I, I really, for, for us and our company, I think that's really, really critical. Um, one of the mantras that we use every single day inside of Highwing is uh, we have to meet our clients, brokers, carriers, and clients where they are. We can't expect to show them, you know, the shiny object piece of technology and say, use this every day. It's going to change your life. There's a lot of human like uh, behavioral change. There's process change. There's human transformation in the firms. There's a lot of things it takes to be able to adopt great technology. And so for, from, from our perspective, we look at the next five years and I, and, uh, I, w- I would uh, love to just give Caribou Honig the kind of credit for, for <laughs> okay. He, he got me saying in 2019 that uh, the APIification of the insurance industry is upon us. So the ability to start to connect systems to be able to have more efficient transactions is upon us. And I look at the next five years as really the ability for the CRMs to communicate with their agency management systems, to communicate with email, to communicate with, you know, uh, inline or asynchronous messaging, to be able to communicate with databases. Like there's just a lot of things that are going to start to connect to the overall uh, industry, uh, you know, transaction pipelines. And then when I look out 10 years, if I take out the telescope versus kind of the binoculars, yeah, uh, I, I really start to see uh, the ability to compress the time it takes to procure and transact insurance dramatically. If we're dealing with similar data sets, if we have a lot of connectivity, if we have the ability to understand clients evolving risk in real time with uh, artificial intelligence or real time updates or real time third party data, all of a sudden this element of risk instead of it being a once a year transaction where we gather information, we review the risk, we, we rate it uh, and, uh, and ultimately price it and bind it, that's, that's on a 12 month uh, you know, t- time cycle. My guess is we're gonna be able to have that on a monthly, weekly, daily time cycle, depending on the type of risk, just because uh-huh. the data is gonna be so crisp and so, so fresh. And so that, that's, that's pie in the sky, but I think it's really fun to imagine because there's, you know, the insurance industry uh, has always been innovative and with more opportunity and more connectivity and more ways to understand and quantify risk, the more products and the more value is going to be created. Okay. So uh, I think to some extent you're painting the picture of an industry that has solved some problems. Um, But as, as you said, there are, uh, there are barriers between them, uh, among them, behavioral change, adoption, um, and then also, of course, the quality of the technology and the quality of their onboarding. So um, <clears throat> what do you think it takes now? What do you think an agent, an agency principal and a, 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 an insurance agent or broker, what should they be doing now to continue to be ses- successful as those changes in those years move on? I think there's three core components that uh, I find really critical and impactful and the agencies in our network that are really at the top quartile are kind of outperforming their peers. 
Yeah. Uh, first uh, is they've really adopted uh, a data-driven culture. So they've not only talked about it, but they've started to quantify and, 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 uh, and keep track of their internal indicators of quality of information. So do we have the information in the right place each time? And how is it, you know, how is it put there? And they start to really look at it through the response of analytics and insights into the data they have in the firm. And so I look at that as the okay. foundation. And the firms that are doing mm -hmm. that are really starting to outperform uh, those that are not. I think second is really innovation mindset. And so when you think about uh, insurance professionals, uh, you go through your entire educational you know, you know, uh, time and then all of the different classes to get your different certifications in the industry. And everything you're trying to quantify is mitigating and, and reducing risk to the lowest common denominator <laughs> to apply a value to it. Okay. Like everything is about minimizing, reducing risk to apply value to it. And so when you think about innovation, it's exactly the opposite. Uh, and it's the opposite of like, how do I take the most amount of risk? But again, applying that insurance uh, innovation mindset, I think it's critical. How do I take that calculated risk in my firm, with my clients, with technology to move us forward? And so I would say, you know, data-driven mindset plus innovation um, uh, mindset is critical. And then the last, which is the soft side of it, I've quantified in my own terminology as urgency and empathy. So the time is now. So it's an urgent burning fire that we've got to change the way that we're transacting and engaging and working with our clients. Like urgency is really important in solving the problem, but that is immediately followed with deep empathy. I know this is hard. I know this is change. I know this is uncomfortable. Let's get through this together. Let Tell me your feedback. Tell me how we can improve. What's your input into the process? And I think that combination of leadership around having that data-driven culture and promoting an innovation mindset with risk, but being empathetic, but also urgent in solving the problem. To uh -huh. me, that's the trifecta for brokers of the future. Okay, and, the, and, the, and the agency principles that execute on that, yeah. they will crush the next decade. Okay, just want to dive in for a moment on item number one, um, data-driven. Um, when you when you look at your those successful clients you're talking about, well, what uh, in particular, what do you think is the data that delivers uh, the greatest value so that people are, are focused on what matters and not distracted by that which doesn't? I think the most important things we found in our experience have always been those deeply repeatable, mission critical pieces of information in the firm that get used across a lot of different either applications or submissions or invoices or things that really matter. And so that's always deep in the client profile. But in addition to the client profile, like you know, what's the industry codes? What are the NAICs, the SIC or the SIC4, the SIC6? And you know, um, what are the elements around that that is not, not only uh, how they're uh, characterized or classified, but are you right? Like, you know, those, those change and risk change, like, you know, I think keeping those up to date is really, really critical. And then the, the, the one click down is having just really great, you know, schedule and exposure data. And that's this vast sea of opportunity. Uh, exposure data, I think people will be optimizing for decades because when you think about, you know, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, vehicle schedules or, you know, uh, you know, all sorts of property schedules, or you know, there's just myriads and myriads of, you know, employee schedules for workers comp. There's just lots and lots of schedules. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to take a long time to optimize that. Uh, but I think, again, being consistent in the way that you record it and engage it in, in, in the, the firm inputs it is critical because when you start to put analytics on top of it, you're going to query the same things. And if there's yeah. different aspects inside the data, you're going to get bad res results. And so 
I think the best firms recognize that and they key in on those key fields that are mission critical to the way they conduct business and they optimize. How do you get 95, 96, 98% quality in a specific you know, portfolio of fields? And then they can start to do some stuff with real power in the firm. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, let's unpack um, here uh, it, like if you could exemplify um, the solution that you're bringing to the industry. How does it how does it change a broker's life? So having been born at a brokerage, one of the first things we observed was that uh, the desktop and the daily activities of an account manager hard at work are relatively, if not fully chaotic. Multiple screens <laughs> open, multiple applications open, stacks of papers, you know, looking at differences between last year's policy premium and this year's policy premium, double checking the vehicle schedule. Like there's just a big workspace and workbench of activity and it's disconnected. Uh, it's, uh, you know, on different systems, different screens, even different mediums. Some of it's digital, some of it's uh -huh. paper. Yeah. And so that's the, that's the, that's the environment that we see. Uh, the environment that we're working to create is that single transaction system for brokers to be able to submit applications to markets. On the other side of that, you've got a bunch of really great markets that have the ability to start to accept and process and you know give indication and rate and bind those policies and give them back through that transaction platform. But mm -hmm. we really envision a compression of both the mediums and the platforms to be a single pane of glass that really starts to allow brokers to work in one place and have the tools around communications, submissions, analytics, uh, the ability to pull the client information together and adjust uh, much more organized and calm and less chaotic workspace to do your business faster and more efficient. And um, at least in terms of, let's say, anecdotes you get from customers, uh, how does it change the insurance experience for the end user for the client, for the, for the policyholder. So early feedback uh, from our clients is that, you know, it's been really miraculous to be able to start to assemble and multi-submit, you know, applications across markets. So when you think about, again, this is something that happens. Okay. Every so you, you, you just said something for the first time, I think, I, and, and, yeah. uh, you know, you, you've shared this with me in a previous conversation, multi-submit. Yeah. So the, so oh. when you think about a lot of times today, it, it happens in a couple different ways. I have a, a, a few lines of cover. I might either blind carbon copy a few markets or individually, you know, send header emails and then I get responses back. But the ability to start to create a like kind submission, be able to, you know, uh, submit those to markets, uh, at, you know, at, at simultaneously receive communications and engagement simultaneously. It starts to allow you to do work that's comparative and allows you to work a lot more efficiency. So, so I would say that that's number one. Um, and I think number two, we get a lot of feedback on our software. Uh, you know, I think in the insurance industry, um, we've prided ourselves on, you know, being a, a user experience and user design first business. And so we've got an amazing uh, uh, product team and engineering team led by Jay Jasheen, who, who leads product and engineering and, and uh, Monique Nelson, uh, who's, who's, you know, lifelong insurance technologist, you know, who leads all of our product. And behind that, we just got an amazing team of engineers and product leaders to build out our product. So we get a lot of compliments on the elegance of our solutions. We spend a lot of time of reducing clicks. We spend a lot of time of organizing information and buttons, you know, with the right, you know, color palettes. So it's calming versus like red hot and angry. Like there's just lots of thought <laughs> and meticulous thought put into our software. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so when you start to have something that creates efficiency and is really enjoyable to use, uh, people start to like it. 
And I think, you know, the next phase for us is how does it not just impact a few areas of the industry or a few areas of the insurance business inside of firms, but how do we start to engage across the entire firm? And that's where this business gets really interesting. Got it. All right. Um, I'm sensing that you like the industry now that you've been in it for a while. <laughs> I do. I, I like it for two reasons. Uh, I think being able to be around innovative principles uh, and innovative insurance operators, uh, it's just, it's like, like, day, like, like literally day zero every single day. Uh-huh. Um, insurance is fiercely competitive. And when you have tools at your disposal to be able to start to edge an opportunity with a client or edge an opportunity with your competition or just be better in the marketplace. I always kind of use the quote that, you know, I always see the best principles that uh, if I know better, I can be better. And that's a, that's a deep mantra around technology. Like if I know there's a better way to build out an application, I'll do it. (laughs) If I know there's a better way uh, to communicate with my clients, I'll do it. (laughs) And so I get really excited about the innovation aspects of the industry. Uh, I also love uh, the deep relationship fabric. Uh, I, uh-huh. I really, I, I love building relationships. I love spending time and learning about, you know, all the aspects of humanity and what, what makes people tick. And it's just, it's, this industry is deep in that. And so it's about solving problems. It's about, you know, understanding solutions. It's about coming up with really creative ideas to be able to interact with clients. And that's all built on relationships. So I think that combination of relationships and innovation for me has yeah. been really, okay. really satisfying. Okay. Well said. Uh, so Eric, if you, um, uh, if if you could deliver a sort of a um, a non commercial um, uh, message that you think this industry needs to hear, what would you say? I would say two things. When it comes to when it when it comes to uh, innovation and really driving deep change between your broker and carrier relationships, uh, I look at it a lot like fitness. First, the time is now. There's never a better time to start than today if you're not started, and if you're a spectator. It's time to stop being a spectator. Every day the, you're watching uh, either you know your contemporaries, your competitors start to try things and you're trying to evaluate which ones work before you dip your toe in the water. You're too late. There's so much energy in the process and so much energy in learning around the process that I think it's uh, just really critical that you start now. And then, and then second, I think just like fitness, you've got to have a steady diet. You can't dip into the hottest tool and be like, oh my gosh, we've just applied this amazing AI tool to our you know, pollution portfolio. And we've got this really great thing that speeds up our ability to find the great opportunities in our pollution portfolio and place them in the right markets and speed up the applications. Don't look, And then you don't do anything for a while. You're so enamored by that one thing. Like you, you pause or, you know, like I think having a very steady, consistent innovation strategy uh, alongside of doing it now is really, really critical. It's not a short-term thing. Innovation is not going anywhere. And you've probably been innovative for the last, you know, deck, you know, one, two, three, five decades uh, as a great leading broker operator. And now the question is, how do I do that differently? And so those are my two big pieces of advice. Do it now and have a steady diet of activity of understanding how to always improve. And once you know better, you can be better and you'll win. Got it. All right. So, uh, well, well said. Um, I think to some extent you're saying change is part of the business now. So, 100%. for an agency principal, for a leader, um, they have to accept that and have to be good at navigating strategically and tactically through this future. Um, and uh, um, you know, maybe maybe of interest, it may not surprise you. This was some years ago. I uh, sir, I did a 
a bit of a sur- uh, industry survey, and I asked one question to agency principals. Are you worried that your agency is not keeping up with the outside world? 96% of my respondents said yes. Um, yeah, now, you know, I would hope that maybe uh, now, you know, the numbers look a little bit better, but frankly, the pace of the world and the change in the world hasn't slowed down a bit. So <laughs> I'm not sure those numbers would be better. Yeah, I think those numbers are probably the same or higher and for a couple of reasons. Um, there's always the default of the way it's been done. And so like the biggest fear for me, like working with our partners, is that <laughs> we're, we're always competing with the way that it's been done. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I, it's I get been that, done, right? it's uh-huh. proven, and I know tomorrow I can do it again and I'm going to have the same outcome I've had for 20 years. It might be harder, it might take longer, it might be more work, but it's going to work. And so, so from that perspective, sometimes it's easy to say, wow, I wish we had this. Wow. I wish we had that and have that 96% fear factor, but the motor in the house and the engine is running really, really well. And so I think as technology gets more sophisticated, I think those numbers edge up because, you know, we haven't had that, um, you know, Amazon-esque moment in insurance where there's been an entrant that's taken a big bite out of the industry in a new meaningful way. I mean, you've got really big businesses that have small pieces of the industry still, five, seven, 10%, maybe some of the bigger ones, right? And so you've not had that big thing that's like, you know, challenged everyone to be that different. And, you know, I think as people come aware that that may be lurking or that could could emerge, my sense is anxiety goes up because those are the things that really change where a new technology or a new disruption that completely changes the way the business is done um, can, can have a chance to drive it. And yeah. we've been fortunate that, the old way has pushed us along enough. Now it's now it's like, how do we do the old way 10 times faster, 10 times better, 10 times more profitable? And that's that's what we think about every day at Highway. Got it. Um, so if listeners, Eric, if listeners want to learn more uh, about Highway, how should they do that? You can always visit us online. Uh, we're at highwing.io. Uh, easiest place to find us. We'd love to show you a demo of our software and, and, and services and how we're really bringing brokers and carriers together in a more meaningful way, connecting systems, datas, and markets. So always easiest to find us there. And we also have some great content uh, that you can dive in to understand what's right for you. So highwing.io. Highwing.io. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Eric, Eric Matisic. Um <laughs> ah, li- listeners don't know. I'm joking because I, I was really on the verge of mispronouncing his name the entire podcast. Wouldn't have been the first time I've done that. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, thanks so much for joining us today and uh, wish you all the best with the initiatives that you have underway. And congratulations on your success so far. Thank you, Michael. Really appreciate it. Absolute honor to be here today. And uh, you know, thanks for taking the time to learn about some of the things that we think are most important in moving the industry forward. Happy to. It's my job. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Take care. Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast.